Today, I am joined by an intellectual superstar, the Slovenian philosopher Slavoj Žižek, a former anti-communist dissident, now turned self-described communist. Together we call David Horowitz, a former left-wing radical and Black Panther ally, now a fiery right-wing Zionist. I want to know what they think about the future of Europe and the United States. The conversation becomes heated. Zizek has to be physically restrained. We shout, rant and talk calmly about Nazis and Palestinians, Black Panthers and Israelis, about Obama, Romney and Stalin. David, you describe yourself as a conservative and Slavoj, you describe yourself as a communist. But nonetheless, both of you uh, have had a picture of Stalin. <laughs> Stalin God. Don't, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. Stalin God. I'm in the middle of the show. It's going to be a, about an hour. Yeah. Bye. I, I, can't, I can't talk to you. I got this is an international show. Okay. All right. Go ahead. David, can you tell me what do you mean by conservative and why do you have a picture of Stalin? Well, the, the, the picture of Stalin that was on my office wall was uh, his death. And I'm a conservative because the uh, leftists, uh, utopians, have no idea of what human nature is. Uh, and therefore, when they get the power, they're faced with a big problem, which is that people don't go along with their program. And so they kill them and put them in gulags. And uh, the, the, the problem with the utopian idea is the idea. Sorry. OK. Uh, first, why Stalin? Precisely to remind me, and here maybe we at some marginal level even agree, precisely to remind me of the risks, dangers of radical political I, experiments I, I, you know, so I don't know what to make of what Slavoj is saying when he says that Stalin is there to remind him of the dangers of totalitarian, uh, uh, of the totalitarian uh, strain in the left or of the dangers of uh, that uh, utopian ideas can lead to because he supports all the totalitarian movements in the world that I can see. Um, you're a supporter of... Uh, uh, the closest thing we have to Nazism, which was a, a utopian idea, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you, you know, you support the Palestinians. I don't see uh, anything to distinguish the Palestinians who want to kill the Jews uh, from the Nazis. Listen, did you ever visit the West Bank? It's totally safe for Jews. No, what I'm saying is that I went there been. with my Jewish friends. It's I've safe. And I can tell you what I... I, uh, it's, I'm not saying, I must emphasize this, I find uh, tasteless, these ideas, oh, what Nazis were doing to the Jews, the Jews are now doing to Palestinians. I agree, this is tasteless. But sorry, Palestinians are there screwed up. Pretty yeah, strongly. they're screwed by Hamas. No, they're no, screwed no, by the PLO. no. Here they're I disagree. By Saudi Arabia. Here I disagree with the Egypt, way with the course. way Israelis, but, humiliated but the Arafat, and so on, 
Israeli policy opened up the space for Hamas influence there. Yeah. Second thing. Oh, oh, we're going to blame the Jews for Hamas. Great. Oh, my God. You see, this is what I don't <laughs> like about oh, right, you. Right. My let, God, let, let, whatever let, I let, say, let, I blame the Jews. You know why I... Is. No, 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 no. I want... Uh, no, seriously, just one thing. Look at the situation of women now in Iraq. Horrible is this sound. Yes, worse right. than under... Who's responsible for this? United the States with their, with their F3 points intervention. The international left and the Democratic Party in the United States that went to war for Saddam and against George Bush when he went into Iraq. We should have settled their hash. We should not have, uh, you know, we should have occupied them I'm, for I mean, several years. David, I mean, this is they an incre incredible statement, though. We should have it's stuck it to Syria, and then we should have stuck it to Iran. But Bush came under a, such attack uh, from from the Democrat. There's never been such a, a seditious movement by a major American party. They all supported the war, not all of them, but the leadership supported the war. They voted in their majority in the Senate for the war, and then they turned against it and they lied, saying that Bush lied. Bush couldn't have lied about the intelligence because Kerry and uh, Rockefeller and Feinstein, all the Democrats sat on the intelligence committees. They had better intelligence than Julian. In, in, in the work that we do, the work that WikiLeaks does, we are uh, pushing forwards the boundaries of a certain type of liberty that is, we say, protected by the First Amendment. That is the liberty to, to reveal the truth about the world, to protect the historical record from interference and so on. I saw this incredible poster uh, that the U.S. Army produced, which is a poster of Jefferson, uh, say, with a big statue of Jefferson saying, the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. That is the price of liberty. And it had uh, giant interception systems, people with guns and uh, the Coast Guard and uh, people looking out over the sea with, with spy glasses. They had interpreted Jefferson's statement which was that to stop a strong state, we must be eternally vigilant into. We must have a strong state, an aggressive state, a surveillance state in order we, to I've, keep I've, liberty. I've, I think it's regrettable that the state is so big, that, uh, that our, our defense has to be so big. It's absolutely regrettable, but it's a reality. And, and you know, I'd like to go back to your thing about liberty and equality. Uh, of course, if people are unequal, if people have unequal talents, unequal uh, intelligence, then the only way to make them equal is to take away liberty. That's the only way you can do it. There's no other way. So, of course, there's an inherent conflict between a li uh, liberty listen, and equality. I'm not an idealist here in contrast to what you think. I am not for total freedom, everything should be made public. But I think these WikiLeaks are not doing this. All I'm saying is when the way great power structure, a certain level of hypocrisy is reached, then selectively, when simply, how should I put it? Uh, of course, we are always called to trust the state power, in the sense of, sorry, we have to do certain things discreetly, better that you don't know about it. And I agree, we have to play this game. I'm not a stupid, I, but when, obviously, this trust is misused, things 
like WikiList can play a very positive role. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I don't see any danger no, of collapse. If, 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 if the revolution, if, the rev if, we, if we had a new revolutionary government, yeah, a new revolutionary government, yeah. and WikiLeaks managed to get hold of the yeah, internal yeah. discussions yeah. of that government, yeah, and we were going to publish it. I will answer your would, question. Would, would, no, would, I, no, would I be, would you I be will against agree the wall? with me? I cannot resist a joke here. You know what? It's too difficult for me to answer this question now when I will be part of this revolutionary government. I will send you my answer to your gulag cell in Siberia. <laughs> Quite possibly. The idea is it's got to be ordered liberty. It can't be. But every liberty is ordered in some sense. David, on the, the front, front of Guantanamo Bay. The slogan yeah. there is honor bound to defend freedom. In, yeah. in Iraq, there is a, a prison camp, Camp Liberty. These, to me, seem to be abuses of the word freedom. And I, I want to know from you, do you really think this tremendous state that is growing up in the United States, is that entirely necessary? to combat the uh, rivalrous competition that the United States has from China, from Europe, or, or is this now a self-feeding system? It's, you know, there's, there's, people are the problem. People are the problem. They're greedy. They lie. They're deceitful. They manipulate. Uh, they, you know, they're egocentric. We, we understand that. And, and people in government are just the same dangerous people with more power. So that's why we have the checks and balances. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, more scrutiny and this and that. However, we live in a context. The United States and Israel are under attack from the international left, which is very powerful, from all these dictators in South America that Slavoj seems to get along with, uh, from the Islamo-fascists, uh, and we live in an age when they have nuclear weapons and chemical and biological. I think there's going to be an, a catastrophe that will dwarf everything that happened in the 20th century in the 21st because of this. Don't you, don't you see the, the creation of an enormous secretive bureaucracy doing each other favors, in, involved in rotating door contracts, etc.? cetera? Yeah. Don't, don't you see that that perhaps can be similar to what occurred in the Soviet Union, and we need yeah, a strong if, Soviet Union. If we, if we eliminate the competition, but the fact of it, look, you got a leftist in the White House, a guy who was brought up and trained by communists, whose whole political career was in the communist left. You have the competition, uh, you know, you, you, you can't have what you think of this monolith and, and you know, the secret that controls everything. You have. If you prefer, think of it as many mafias, and they're all at each other's throats, and that's what keeps us somewhat safe. Very, very briefly, you know, first let me state something without any anti-Americanism. The problem is countries like, like, like Russia, where they, they, they would... can shut down the opposition. Yeah. I know Russia, you, you mean Putin. I know whom you mean. Russia, Putin, isn't this the guy whom, when he met Bush, Bush said, you remember? I looked into Putin's eyes and I knew I can trust that guy. But this is just a, a footnote. What I'm saying was, is that, that look, was one look. Of the stupider things that Bush said. So yeah, I, thought it, I thought it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me go on. So listen, I'm unfortunately 
who wrote poems, I have some of them, as we both know. Let me go briefly on. Uh, but oh. don't you think that nonetheless, I think, and this is and you, a you tragedy, it's not even a good, sorry, it's not even huh? a good thing, but don't you think that nonetheless, for me, the great failure of Bush presidency was that with his non, I wouldn't use the word aggressive, sometimes you need it, non-intelligent politics, that he, he, the result of his decade was that the United States effectively come, came close to losing the position of universal world power. Under Bush, you, United States, lost effectively control over Latin America and so on and so on. And I think, and this is not, I don't say it with some leftist glee, ooh, ooh, finally we got the United States, but I think we are entering, I even tend to agree with you, a very dangerous, multi-centered world. All these dreams that America will somehow regain control are, for me, over. And again, I'm not saying this with any, you know what I mean, of this... Very left. dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. it is a dangerous world, there, I agree. Point two, you know, Europe is not is so bad. Listen, let's face it. And for this, many leftists will accuse me of Eurocentrism or whatever. European welfare state dream, more than, if you permit me this European love, more than, I think, even United States dream, wasn't this maybe the unique period in human history after World War II, the welfare state, where so many people live in such safety, uh, 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 freedom and so on. Don't make too much fun of Europe. It was a great thing as far as it lasted. Oh, and it was a disastrous period. Europe, Europe is a cultural theme park. It's insignificant. That's what happened. That's what your welfare state did. It just took Europe out of the picture. I, I have had personal, I have oh, had personal sure. experience with, with the socialist dream paradise of Sweden, and I can tell you it is nothing like the advertising. But it wasn't 20, 30 years ago. I still insist on this. Something has broken there. Yeah, the, Swede, the Swedes have no morals. D David, the striving towards utopia, the striving towards a better position, even if, even if that position is liberty, it is more liberty, that is a striving, a direction that people wish to have, that they can measure contemporary events by the direction of their hopes and ideals. H have we now abandoned that to religion, because religion is there waiting in the gap to, to, see, to seize utopian vision. People can't live with, with the sense, most people can't live with the sense that their lives are meaningless, that they're just you know, born and die and are forgotten 
Uh, so if you're a religious person, then there's a divinity who's going to make sort it out in the afterlife, their redemption in the next life. If you're not religious, you want a redemption in this life. That's what the left is about. It is a religious movement. And it's not an accident that all these isn't these utopianisms, whether it's uh, communism or fascism or Nazism. Or liberalism. Or, or what? Or liberalism. <laughs> it's also utopia. People have to want to make things better. It may take a lot of ambition to make a, a, a modest change. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think of, of, of one that would, would fit what you want to do. What you want to do, what you, you do is a, is a radical means that can have very destructive consequences. But there are moments when you have to be, look, when you have Hitler and Holocaust, but when you have, for example, Hitler and Holocaust, you don't say, oh, let's try to be friendly with that Nazi guy there, do it modestly. You have to, there are moments when you have to be aggressive. I You're hope we agree. Right. I hope we we agree on this and, and, and about all yeah, that utopia stuff. For me, my position is a modest one. I see, as we all do, that we are approaching potential catastrophes. And all I'm saying is we should fully, consciously confront these catastrophes. No easy utopian thing. Communist okay, me, or me, liberal me, me or whatsoever. Tie, let me try to tie up these discussions. Ah, he wants to be general state. secretary, Stalin, who at the end makes the re resume. He still is war, a communist. War. He's the communist <laughs> here. That's what I was going to say. War is the natural, war is the natural condition of mankind. There's always been wars, right, from, from the beginning, okay? And many of them. Peace occurs only when there's a concert of powers or a single power that can intimidate would-be aggressors. Now, I ask you, who would you like that power to be other than the United States? I don't know, but the United States is no longer even the candidate for me. And the United States, well, that's why, that's why we're facing such catastrophe, but you're contributing it by encouraging leftists. Isn't the way to keep the state accountable is to have a free market in states? You mean different political options? And different so political different, options. Yeah, yeah. And then people who don't like the conditions in one state can move to another state. They can move their businesses. They can move their assets. They, they can, can move their that. families. The United States is not equipped, to, as, as we showed in Iraq. We can't, we can't even occupy a country. We can, we can barely conduct a four-day war. That, that was a six-week one. And we're, 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 America is... It's a country where people are so, uh, there's so much opportunity. People are so busy having fun. Uh, they don't want to go to war. Americans don't want to go to war. America, so, uh, America has to be lied into war. No, actually, it was Tony Blair that did that. The United States is crippled uh, in part because uh, its commander-in-chief is a leftist. Here I respectfully disagree, I'm serious. If the United States still have a certain attraction and so on to the world, I'm sorry to inform you, it is because of people like Obama who can succeed there. Four days into Obama's administration, he authorized his first drone strike in Pakistan. Who do you think Obama really is? What? So when he came into office, and actually when he was running, he knew that his weak flank was the, was, uh, the military. So he picked Pakistan. Uh, he has killed more civilians, and the left lets him get away with it, because the left, because the left is a religious force. It has nothing to do with principle. 
the left doesn't care about uh, uh, Asians being, uh, you know, killed by drones. Uh, you know, the, the but, but what, what is he? What does he want to do? Out in the streets protesting what Obama is doing in Pakistan and Afghanistan. Uh, you know, beyond you know, I, I don't have any respect for leftists anymore because I don't think they're principled. You see, here is our difference. We are both critical towards Obama. You are critical towards him. You are critical towards Obama because you think he is a communist, leftist. I'm critical towards Obama because, quite on the contrary, I think that he is not a secret closet leftist. He is not. He pretends to be a leftist. He is not. That's the problem. You don't know what you're talking about, Slavoj. Uh, you okay. know, I mean, I've listened to Tarek Ali. I mean, he hates uh, what Obama's doing. But that, just because there are leftists... Uh, these left these are it. your old left, le leftist friends. Okay. But uh, Tarek Ali is not my friend. I don't buy this democratic left bull of, you know, local grassroots democracy, blah, blah, blah. All I'm saying is that the problem which gave rise to communism is still here with us. I'm afraid what happens no, if we don't that, find the solution. No, it isn't. The pro yeah, the problems are going to be here forever. Yeah, but you know there are problems that, and problems. That's, that's the that's a yeah, realistic but... view. Okay, let's the, uh, let's, the let's hold, gentlemen, gentlemen. That we can change we, them. We have a lot of ground. We we have a lot of ground. We have a lot of ground. We are we are two <laughs> fanatics, and he's a liberal trying to. We yeah. should maybe all totalitarians <laughs> come together to get rid of this liberal here. We have a lot of ground to cover, and I, I do want to cover it, okay? So, um, David, you were in the Black Panthers, uh, and you stayed in the Black Panthers post... Uh, well, Q -Q no, I was never a member. I, I, I raised money for you it. You helped them. Uh, you, were, yeah. you were involved in their activities, and, and you supported them. Yes. Uh, <coughs> you were you like gave... those bankers who helped Hitler, no, if I yeah. may <laughs> use a metaphor. I don't think so. <laughs> and, and you brought in a bookkeeper from the then Ramparts magazine, uh, which, you, which you were editing, um, Betty Van Pater. And I just want to draw your attention <coughs> to a, a letter that was sent uh, to you. Um, in my mind, you were the person responsible for Betty's death. Sending her in to audit the Panthers' books at this particular time was tantamount to dressing her in a Ku Klux Klan white yeah, sheet and sending Julian, her up to... Julian, this isn't... This isn't I mean, that's just a slanderous letter by a bitter guy, uh, you know, who actually was involved with the Panthers before I was and never said anything. Um, the left will defend the cause and will sacrifice any individual. In this case, it was me. Um, if D David, do you think this, this tragedy, I mean, you, you were involved in a, in a murder. Yeah. I mean, a mur murder was around you. This is something of great personal importance to you, and it must have affected your, your outlook on the world. But uh, do you think that you that this opened your eyes to the reality, or rather it coloured your perception? Well, I, I was very aware of that. So Betty was killed in, uh, or her body was discovered in February 1975. Um, I, I didn't do anything politically after that for the next... Uh, uh, nine years. I voted for Reagan in 1984, and that's when I emerged as a conservative. Of course, I came under tremendous attack from the left, 
But I hadn't said anything. Uh, I was going to say I haven't said anything. I hadn't done any political activity attacking the left in all those nine years because I was very aware that I I was, uh, you know, I felt I had been betrayed uh, by the movement. I felt guilty um, at what I had supported. Um, so I, I waited till I was uh, relatively cool. I mean, you know, it's in your character to, <laughs> if you're uh, passionate or not. But uh, David, but, you, yeah. st you started writing biographies after ben Betty von Peter's death right. uh, into Rockefellers and other big American families. Right. I mean, when you started writing all those biographies, did you interview members of those well-connected families? Yes. You moved into a new social orbit as a result no, of your biography. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I really have remained pretty much the same all my life. I, I, I didn't move into any new orbits. I mean, I did, I did, I had to, I lost every friend that I ever had as, as a leftist, and that was in midlife. So I had a, I reconstituted my, my friendships. I think that's a, a big factor that keeps people in the left, is that they know that if they cross a line, they're going to lose their, all their friends. Hunting <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, just, just to... Okay, okay. All right, sorry about that. No problem. I am for Go communism ahead. with human face where you will be allowed to do this. <laughs> Got you. No, you seriously, know, just to finish. put down activism or what you do at all. I have to go to universities with bodyguards because of the fascist left in this country. I have assassination and, threats all over. I'm the only guy in this yeah, room who was physically assaulted by right-wingers to be a communist oh, and by on. communists on, to be back, a traitor to nationalists. So... Come on, come on. Yeah, no, I'm not That's kidding. David, who, who will you be voting for uh, in the upcoming election? Well, we don't have a candidate yet. Well, I mean, amongst the, no. amongst the candidates. Oh, I, I, I think Romney has the best chance to beat this guy. To beat, to beat Obama. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy with anybody. I agree here with you. It's very tragic and really maybe even bad in the long term for the vitality of the United States that Republican Party, it looks to me like this, simply wasn't able to produce a candidate which would have enough drawing force and so on. It's very sad. I agree. I don't, I'm not happy about this. Um, I agree. It's too bad. Th thank you, David Horowitz. Sorry? No visiting. He's a secret. No, no, he's even it. worse than a communist. He's a socialist with a human face. Probably, this is the lowest form of existence. Socialism with a human face the is the lowest form. It's like victim. frogs crawling there. They're probably there. a victim of these. <laughs> Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, you. my God, let's... Uh, but, you know, you have to do a little bit of Stalinist work. This was madness. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs>
Very, very briefly. You know, first let me state something without any anti-Americanism. The problem is countries like 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 Russia where they, 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 they can shut down the opposition. Yeah. I know Russia, you, you mean Putin. I know whom you mean. Russia, Putin. Isn't this the guy whom when he met Bush, Bush said, you remember? I looked into Putin's eyes and I knew I can trust that guy. But this is just a, a footnote. What I'm saying that was, is that, that look, that was one look. Of the stupid things that Bush said. So yeah, I, thought it, I thought it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me go on. So listen, I'm unfortunately. You're first, showing I must this say, on you TV? use communists. You know that uh, communists uh, like to to blur the true opposition to them, democracy. You must know this. Communists like to call everyone who opposes them fascist. If you did a modest democratic or oh, fascist counter-revolution. What I'm afraid is that you use the word communist in a slightly similar way. Whoever is a little bit of critical or American conservative establishment, he's a communist. Then, of course, you, Obama no, 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 is a communist. Stop. They are all communists. You're not referring to Barack Obama. Yes. Because in what meaningful well, you, sense of you, the world he is a communist? No then you have no idea of, of Barack Obama's background, who he actually is, if you say that. Because this is not just about mild Well, criticism. I don't care about backgrounds. Stalin's background was a, a, a religious poet who wrote poems. I have some of them, as we both know. Let me go briefly on. Uh, but oh. don't you think that nonetheless, I think, and this is and you, you a tragedy, it's not even a good, sorry, it's not even huh? a good thing, but don't you think that nonetheless, for me, the great failure of Bush presidency was that with his non, I wouldn't use the word aggressive, sometimes you need it, non-intelligent politics, that he, he, the result of his decade was that the United States effectively come, came close to losing the position of universal world power. Under Bush, you, United States, lost effectively control over Latin America. Uh, uh, of the totalitarian uh, strain in the left or of the dangers of uh, that uh, utopian ideas can lead to because he supports all the totalitarian movements in the world that I can see. Um, you're a supporter of... Uh, uh, the closest thing we have to Nazism, which was a, a utopian idea, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you, you know, you support the Palestinians. I don't see uh, anything to distinguish the Palestinians who want to kill the Jews uh, from the Nazis. Listen, did you ever visit the West Bank? It's totally safe for Jews. I No, what I'm saying is that I went there been. with my Jewish friends. It's I've safe. And I can tell you what I... I, uh, it's, I'm not saying, I must emphasize this, I find uh, tasteless these ideas, oh, what Nazis were doing to the Jews, the Jews are now doing to Palestinians. I agree, this is tasteless. But sorry, Palestinians are there screwed up. Pretty yeah, strongly. they're screwed by Hamas. No, they're no, screwed no, by the PLO. no. Here they're I disagree. By Saudi Arabia. Here I disagree with the Egypt, way with the way Israelis but, humiliated but Arafat and so on. Israeli policy opened up the space for Hamas influence there. Yeah. Second thing. Oh, oh we're going to blame the Jews for Hamas. Great. Oh my God! You see, this is what I don't um, like about all right, all right. you. My let, God! Let, let, whatever let, let, I let, say, let, I blame the Jews. You know why? I, no, 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 no. Uh, I want, uh, no, seriously, just one thing. 
Look at the situation of women now in Iraq. Horrible. It sounds worse than under... Who's responsible for this? United the States with their, with their F3 points intervention. The international left and the Democratic Party in the United States that went to war for Saddam and against George Bush when he went into Iraq. We should have settled their hash. We should not have, uh, you know, we should have occupied them for I mean, several years. David, I mean, this is they an incre incredible statement, though. We should have stuck it to Syria, and then we should have stuck it to Iran. But Bush came under a, such attack uh, from from the Democrats. There's never been such a, a seditious movement by a major American party. They all supported the war. Not all of them, but the leadership supported the war. They voted in their majority in the Senate for the war, and then they turned against it, and they lied, saying that Bush lied. Bush couldn't have lied about the intelligence because Kerry and uh, Rockefeller and Feinstein, all the Democrats sat on the intelligence. Yeah, the new revolutionary government yeah. and WikiLeaks managed to get hold of the yeah, internal yeah. discussions yeah. of that government, yeah. and we were going to publish it. I will answer your would, question. Would, would, no, would, I, no, would I be, would you I be will against agree the wall? with me? I cannot resist a joke here. You know what? It's too difficult for me to answer this question now when I will be part of this revolutionary government. I will send you my answer to your gulag cell in Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> the idea is it's got to be ordered liberty. It can't be. But every liberty is ordered in some sense. David, on the, the front, front of Guantanamo Bay, the slogan yeah. there is honor bound to defend freedom. In, yeah. in Iraq, there is a, a prison camp, Camp Liberty. These, to me, seem to be abuses of the word freedom. And I, I want to know from you, do you really think this tremendous state that is growing up in the United States, is that entirely necessary to combat the uh, rivalrous competition that the United States has from China, from Europe, or, or is this now a self-feeding system? It's, you know, there's, there's, people are the problem. People are the problem. They're greedy. They lie. They're deceitful. They manipulate. Uh, they, you know, they're egocentric. We, we understand that. And, and people in government are just the same dangerous people with more power. So that's why we have the checks and balances. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, more scrutiny and this and that. However, we live in a context. The United States and Israel are under attack from the international left, which is very powerful, from all these dictators in South America that Slavoj seems to get along with, uh, from the Islamo-fascists, uh, and we live in an age when they have nuclear weapons and chemical and biological. I think there's going to be an, a catastrophe that will dwarf everything that happened in the 20th century in the 21st because of this. Don't you, don't you see the, the creation of an enormous secretive bureaucracy doing each other favors, in, involved in rotating door contracts, etc.? cetera? Yeah. Don't, don't you see that that perhaps can be similar to what occurred in the Soviet Union, and we need yeah, a strong if, Soviet Union. If we, if we eliminate the competition, but the fact of it, look, you got a leftist in the White House, a guy who was brought up and trained by communists, 
whose home government been attacked by the powerful. United States strongly condemned. Hey, quit asking questions. We broke the law. Illegally shoot the son of a For 500 days now, I've been detained without charge. But that hasn't stopped us. Today, we're on a quest for revolutionary ideas that can change the world tomorrow. Today, I am joined by an intellectual superstar, the Slovenian philosopher Slavoj Žižek, a former anti-communist dissident, now turned self-described communist. Together, we call David Horowitz, a former left-wing radical and Black Panther ally, now a fiery right-wing Zionist. I want to know what they think about the future of Europe and the United States. The conversation becomes heated. Zizek has to be physically restrained. We shout, rant and talk calmly about Nazis and Palestinians, Black Panthers and Israelis, about Obama, Romney and Stalin. David, you describe yourself as a conservative and Slavoj, you describe yourself as a communist. But nonetheless, both of you uh, have had a picture of Stalin. <laughs> Stalin God. Don't, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. Stalin God. I'm in the middle of the show. It's going to be a, about an hour. Yeah. Right. I, I, can't, I can't talk to you. I got that's This is an international show. Okay. All right. Go ahead. David, can you tell me what do you mean by conservative and why do you have a picture of Stalin? Well, the, the, the picture of Stalin that was on my office wall was uh, his death. And I'm a conservative because the uh, leftists, uh, utopians, have no idea of what human nature is. Uh, and therefore, when they get the power, they're faced with a big problem, which is that people don't go along with their program. And so they kill them and put them in gulags. And uh, the, the, the problem with the utopian idea is the idea. Sorry. Okay. Uh, first, why Stalin? Precisely to remind me, and here maybe we at some marginal level even agree, precisely to remind me of the risks, dangers of radical political experiments I, I, you know, so I don't know what to make of what Slavoj is saying when he says that Stalin is there to remind him of the dangers of totalitarian intelligence committees. They had better intelligence than Julian. In, in, in the work that we do, the work that WikiLeaks does, we are uh, pushing forwards the boundaries of a certain type of liberty that is, we say, protected by the First Amendment. That is the liberty to to reveal the truth about the world, to protect the historical record from interference, and so on. I saw this incredible poster uh, that the US Army produced, which is a poster of Jefferson, uh, say, with a big statue of Jefferson saying, the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. That is the price of liberty. And it had uh, giant interception systems, people with guns and uh, the Coast Guard and uh, people looking out over the sea with, with spy glasses. They had interpreted Jefferson's statement, which was that to stop a strong state, we must be eternally vigilant into. We must have a strong state, an aggressive state, a surveillance state in order we, to I've, keep I've, liberty. I've, I think it's regrettable that the state is so big 
that uh, that our our defense has to be so big. It's absolutely regrettable, but it's a reality. And, and you know, I'd like to go back to your thing about liberty and equality. Uh, of course, if people are unequal, if people have unequal talents, unequal uh, intelligence, then the only way to make them equal is to take away liberty. That's the only way you can do it. There's no other way. So, of course, there's an inherent conflict between a li uh, liberty listen, and equality. Listen, I'm not an idealist here in contrast to what you think. I am not for total freedom, everything should be made public. But I think these WikiLeaks are not doing this. All I'm saying is when the way the great power structure, a certain level of hypocrisy is reached, then selectively, when simply, how should I put it, uh, of course, we are always called to trust the state power in the sense of, sorry, we have to do certain things discreetly, better that you don't know about it. And I agree, we have to play this game. I'm not a stupid, I, but when, obviously, this trust is where I looked into Putin's eyes and I knew I can trust that guy, but this is just a, a footnote. What I'm saying was, is that, that look, look. That was one look. of the stupider things that Bush said. So yeah, I, thought it, I thought it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, let me go on. So, listen, I'm unfortunately, You're first I must say, say you TV? use communists, you know that uh, communists uh, like to, to blur the true opposition to them, democracy, you must know this. Communists like to call everyone who opposes them fascist. If you did a modest democratic or oh, fascist counter-revolution. What I'm afraid is that you use the word communist in a slightly similar way. Whoever is a little bit of critical or American conservative establishment, he's a communist. Then, of course, you, Obama no, 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 is a communist. Stop. They are all you're not referring. You're not referring to Barack Obama. Yes. Because in what meaningful well, sense you, of you, the world he is a communist? No then you have no idea of, of Barack Obama's background, who he actually is, if you say that. Because this is not just about mild Well, criticism. I don't care about backgrounds. Stalin's background was a, a, a religious poet who wrote poems. I have some of them, as we both know. Let me go briefly on. Uh, but oh. don't you think that nonetheless, I think, and this is and you, you a tragedy, it's not even a good, sorry, it's not even huh? a good thing, but don't you think that nonetheless, for me, the great failure of Bush presidency was that with his non, I wouldn't use the word aggressive, sometimes you need it, non-intelligent politics, that he, he, the result of his decade was that the United States effectively come, came close to losing the position of universal world power. Under Bush, you, United States, lost effectively control over Latin America and so on and so on. And I think, and this is not, I don't say it with some leftist glee, ooh, ooh, finally we got the United States, but I think we are entering, I even tend to agree with you, a very dangerous, multi-centered world. All these dreams that America will somehow regain control are, for me, over. And again, I'm not saying this with any, you know what I mean, of this... Very dangerous. No, yeah, I agree. it is a dangerous world, there, I agree. Point two, you know, Europe is not is so bad. Listen, let's face it, and for this, many leftists will accuse me of Eurocentrism or whatever. 
European welfare state dream, more than, if you permit me this European love, more than, I think, even United States dream. Wasn't this maybe the unique period in human history after World War II, the welfare state, where so many people live in such safety, uh, 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 freedom and so on. Don't make too much fun of Europe. It was a great thing as far as it lasted. Oh, and it was a disastrous period. Europe, Europe is a cultural theme park. It's insignificant. That's what happened. That's what your welfare state did. It just took Europe out of the picture. I, I have had personal, I have oh, had personal sure. experience with, with the socialist dream paradise of Sweden, and I can tell you it is nothing like the advertising. But it wasn't 20, 30 years ago. I still insist on this. Something has broken there. Yeah, the, Swede, the Swedes have no morals. D David, the striving towards utopia, the striving towards a better position, even if, even if that position is liberty, it is more liberty, that is a striving, a direction that people wish to... You don't know about it. And I agree, we have to play this game. I'm not a stupid... I, but when, obviously, this trust is misused, things like WikiList can play a very positive role. Yeah, Sorry, I don't see any danger no, of collapse. I, I, if, 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 I disagree. If the revolution, if, the rev ordered, if, we, if we had a new revolutionary government, yeah. if a new revolutionary government, yeah. and WikiLeaks managed to get hold of the yeah, internal yeah. discussions yeah. of that government, yeah. and we were going to publish it. I will answer your would, question. Would, 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 no, would, I, no, would I be would I be agree with me? I cannot resist a joke here. You know what? It's too difficult for me to answer this question now. When I will be part of this revolutionary government, I will send you my answer to your gulag cell in Siberia. <laughs> Quite possibly. The idea is it's got to be ordered liberty. It can't be... But every liberty is ordered in some sense. David, on the, the front, front of Guantanamo Bay, the slogan yeah. there is honor bound to defend freedom. In, yeah. in Iraq, there is a, a prison camp, camp liberty. These, to me, seem to be abuses of the word freedom. And I, I want to know from you, do you really think this tremendous state that is growing up in the United States, is that entirely necessary to combat the uh, rivalrous competition that the United States has from China, from Europe, or, or is this now a self-feeding system? It's, you know, there's, there's, people are the problem. People are the problem. They're greedy. They lie. They're deceitful. They manipulate. Uh, they, you know, they're egocentric. We, we understand that. And, and people in government are just the same dangerous people with more power. So that's why we have the checks and balances. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, more scrutiny and this and that. However... We live in a context. The United States and Israel are under attack from the international left, which is very powerful, from all these dictators in South America that Slavoj seems to get along with, uh, from the Islamo-fascists. Uh, and we live in an age when they have nuclear weapons and chemical and biological. I think there's going to be an, a catastrophe that will dwarf everything that happened in the 20th century in the 21st because of this. Don't you, don't you see the, the creation of an enormous secretive bureaucracy 
doing each other favors, in, involved in uh, rotating door contracts, etc. Yeah. Don't, don't you see that that perhaps can be similar to what occurred in the Soviet Union and we need can, a strong if, Soviet if Union? If we, if we eliminate the competition, but the fact that, look, you got a leftist in the White House, a guy who was brought up and trained by communists, whose whole political career was in the communist left. You have the competition, uh, you know, you, you you can't have what you think of this monolith and, and you know, the secret that controls everything. You have, if you prefer, think of it as many mafias, and they're all at each other's throats, and that's what keeps us somewhat safe. Very, very briefly. You know, first, let me state something without any anti-Americanism. The problem is countries like like... Like Russia, where they, they, they can shut down the opposition. Yeah. I know Russia, you, you mean Putin. I know whom you mean. Russia, Putin. Isn't this the guy whom, when he met Bush, Bush said, you remember? We've been detained without charge, but that hasn't stopped us. Today, we're on a quest for revolutionary ideas that can change the world tomorrow. Today, I am joined by an intellectual superstar, the Slovenian philosopher Slavoj Žižek, a former anti-communist dissident, now turned self-described communist. Together we call David Horowitz, a former left-wing radical and Black Panther ally, now a fiery right-wing Zionist. I want to know what they think about the future of Europe and the United States. The conversation becomes heated. Žižek has to be physically restrained. We shout, rant, and talk calmly about Nazis and Palestinians, Black Panthers and Israelis, about Obama, Romney, and Stalin. David, you describe yourself as a conservative, and Slavoj, you describe yourself as a communist. But nonetheless, both of you uh, have had a picture of Stalin. <laughs> Stalin don't, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me, yeah, Stalin I'm, I'm in the middle of the show. It's going to be a, about an hour. Yeah, right. I, I, can't, I can't talk to you. I got This is an international show. Okay? All right, go ahead. David, can you tell me what do you mean by conservative and why do you have a picture of Stalin? Well, the, the picture of Stalin that was on my office wall was uh, his death. And I'm a conservative because the uh, leftists, uh, utopians, have no idea of what human nature is. Uh, and therefore, when they get the power, they're faced with a big problem, which is that people don't go along with their program. And so they kill them or, and put them in gulags. And uh, the, 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 the problem with the utopian idea is the idea. Sorry. Okay. Uh, first, why Stalin? Precisely to remind me, and here maybe we at some marginal level even agree, precisely to remind me of the risks, dangers of radical political I, experiments. I, you know, so I don't know what to make of what Slavoj is saying when he says that Stalin is there to remind him of the dangers of totalitarian, uh, uh, of the totalitarian uh, strain in the left, or of the dangers of uh, that uh, utopian ideas can lead to, because he supports all the totalitarian movements in the world that I can see. Um, you're a supporter of uh, 
the closest thing we have to Nazism, which was a, a utopian idea, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you know, you support the Palestinians. I don't see uh, anything to distinguish the Palestinians who want to kill the Jews uh, from the Nazis. Listen, did you ever visit the West Bank? It's totally safe for Jews. I didn't. what I'm saying is that I went there with my Jewish friends. It's safe, and I can tell you what I. I. It's. I'm not saying. I must emphasize this. I find tasteless these ideas. Oh, what Nazis were doing to the Jews. The Jews are now doing to Palestinians. I agree. This is tasteless. But sorry, Palestinians are there screwed up. Pretty yeah, strongly. they're screwed by Hamas. No, they're no, screwed no, by the PLO. no. Here they're I disagree. Screwed by Saudi Arabia. Here I disagree with the Egypt, way with the way Israelis but should not have. The, they can measure contemporary events by the direction of their hopes and ideals. H have we now abandoned that to religion? Because religion is there, waiting in the gap to, to see to seize utopian visions. People can't live with with the sense most people can't live with the sense that their lives are meaningless, that they're just you know, born and die and are forgotten. Uh, so if you're a religious person, then there's a divinity who's going to make sort it out in the afterlife, a redemption in the next life. If you're not religious, you want a redemption in this life. That's what the left is about. It is a religious movement. And it's not an accident that all these, isn't, these utopianisms, whether it's of communism or fascism or Nazism. Or liberalism. Or, or what? Or liberalism. <laughs> it's also utopia. People have to want to make things better. It may take a lot of ambition to make a, a, a modest change. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think of, of, of one that would, would fit what you want to do. What you want to do, what you, you do is a, is a radical means that can have very destructive consequences. But there are moments a, when you uh, have to be, look, uh, when you uh, have uh, Hitler and Holocaust, but when you have, for example, Hitler and Holocaust, you don't say, oh, let's try to be friendly with that Nazi guy there, do it modestly. You have to, oh, there are moments when right. you have to be aggressive. I hope, right. I hope we agree. I hope we agree on this and, and about and all and that utopia stuff. For me, my position is a modest one. I see, as we all do, that we are approaching potential catastrophes. And all I'm saying is we should fully, consciously confront these catastrophes. No easy utopian bullshitting, communist okay, me, or me, liberal or whatsoever. Tie, let me try to tie up these discussions. Ah, he wants to be General Secretary state. Stalin, who at the end makes the re resume. He still is war, a communist. War. He's the communist Get here. That's what I was going to say. War is the natural. War is the natural condition of mankind. It's always been wars, right, from from the beginning. Okay, and many of them. Peace occurs only when there's a concert of powers or a single power that can intimidate would-be aggressors. Now I ask you. Who would you like that power to be other than the United States? I don't know, but the United States is no longer even the candidate for me. And the United States, well, that's why, that's why we're facing such catastrophe. But you're contributing it by encouraging leftists.
isn't the way to keep the state accountable is to have a free market in states. You mean different political options? And different so political different, options. Yeah, yeah. And then people who don't like the conditions in one state can move to another state. They can move their businesses. They can move their assets. They, they can move their that. families. The United States is not equipped, to, as, as we showed in Iraq. We can't, we can't even occupy a country. We can, we can barely conduct a four-day war. That, that was a six-week one. And we're, 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 America is, it's a country where people are so, uh, there's so much opportunity. People are so busy having fun. Uh, they don't want to go to war. Americans don't want to go to war. America, so, uh, America has to be lied into war. No, actually, it was Tony Blair that did that. The United States is crippled. Uh, in part because uh, its commander-in-chief is a leftist. Here I respectfully disagree. I'm serious. If the United States still have a certain attitude at Arafat and so on, Israeli policy opened up the space for Hamas influence there. Yeah. Second thing... Oh, oh we're going to blame the Jews for Hamas. Great. Oh, my God, you see, this is what I don't like oh, about right, right. you. My God, whatever I say, I blame the Jews. You know why I... No, 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 no. I want... No, seriously, just one thing. Look at the situation of women now in Iraq. Horrible is this sound yeah, is worse than under... Who's responsible for this? United the States with their, with their F3 points intervention. The international left and the Democratic Party in the United States that went to war for Saddam and against George Bush when he went into Iraq. We should have settled their hash. We should not have, uh, you know, we should have occupied them I'm, for I mean, several d d years. David, I mean, this is they an incre incredible statement, though. We should have stuck it to Syria, and then we should have stuck it to Iran. But Bush came under a, such attack uh, from, from the Democrats. There's never been such a, a seditious movement by a major American party. They all supported the war. Not all of them, but the leadership supported the war. They voted in their majority in the Senate for the war, and then they turned against it, and they lied, saying that Bush lied. Bush couldn't have lied about the intelligence because Kerry and uh, Rockefeller and Feinstein, all the Democrats sat on the intelligence committees. They had better intelligence than Julian. In, in, in the work that we do, the work that WikiLeaks does, we are uh, pushing forwards the boundaries of a certain type of liberty that is, we say, protected by the First Amendment. That is the liberty to to reveal the truth about the world, to protect the historical record from interference, and so on. I saw this incredible poster uh, that the US Army produced, which is a poster of Jefferson, uh, say, with a big statue of Jefferson saying, the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. That is the price of liberty. And it had uh, giant interception systems, people with guns and uh, the Coast Guard and uh, people looking out over the sea with, with spy glasses. They had interpreted Jefferson's statement, which was that to stop a strong state, we must be eternally vigilant into. We must have a strong state, an aggressive state, a surveillance state in order we, to I, keep I, liberty. I, I, I think it's regrettable that the state is so big that, uh, that our, our defense has to be so big. It's absolutely regrettable, but it's a reality. And, and you know, I'd like to go back to your thing about liberty and equality. Uh, of course, if people are unequal, 
if people have unequal talents, unequal uh, intelligence, then the only way to make them equal is to take away liberty. That's the only way you can do it. There's no other way. So, of course, there's an inherent conflict between a li uh, liberty listen, and equality. Listen, I'm not an idealist here in contrast to what you think. I am not for total freedom, everything should be made public. But I think these WikiLeaks are not doing this. All I'm saying is when the way the great power structure, a certain level of hypocrisy is reached because of people like Obama who can succeed there. Four days into Obama's administration, he authorized his first drone strike in Pakistan. Who do you think Obama really is? What? So when he came into office, and actually when he was running, he knew that his weak flank was the, was, uh, the military. So he picked Pakistan. Uh, he has killed more civilians, and the left lets him get away with it. Because the left, because the left is a religious force. It, it has nothing to do with principle. The left doesn't care about uh, Asians being, uh, you know, killed by drones. Uh, you know, the, 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 what, what does he what, what does he want to do? Out in the streets protesting what Obama is doing in Pakistan and Afghanistan. Uh, you know. Beyond, you know, I, I don't have any respect for leftists anymore because I don't think they're principled. You see, here is our difference. We are both critical but towards Obama. You are critical towards him. You are critical towards Obama party. because you think he's a communist leftist. I'm critical towards Obama because, quite on the contrary, I think that he is not a secret closet leftist. He is not. He pretends to be a leftist. He is not. That's the problem. You don't know what you're talking about, Slavoj. Uh, you okay. know, I mean, I've listened to Tarek Ali. I mean, he hates uh, what Obama's doing. But that just because there are leftists. Uh, this, these are your old left, le leftist friends. Okay. But uh, Tarek Ali is not my friend. I don't buy this democratic left bull of you know local grassroots democracy. Blah blah blah. All I'm saying is that. The problem which gave rise to communism is still here with us. I'm afraid what happens no, if we don't find the solution. No, it isn't. The pro yeah, the problems are going to be here forever. Yeah, but you know, there are problems that, and problems. That's, that's, the, that's a yeah, realistic but... view. Okay, let's... The, uh, that's, the that's hot, but gentlemen, gentlemen. That we can change we, them. We have a lot of ground. We, we, no, have ground. we have a lot of ground. We have a lot of ground. We are two fanatics, and he's a liberal trying to... We yeah. should maybe, all totalitarians, <laughs> come together to get rid of this liberal here. We have a lot of ground to cover, and I, I do want to cover it, okay? So, um, David... You were in the Black Panthers, uh, and you stayed in the Black Panthers post. Uh, well, Q Q no, I was never a member. I I, I raised money for you. It. Helped them. Uh, you were yeah. you were involved in their activities, and and you supported them. Yes. Uh, <coughs> you were you like even... those bankers who helped Hitler. No, if I yeah. may use a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and you brought in a bookkeeper from the then Ramparts magazine, uh, which you, which we were editing, um, Betty Van Pater. And I just want to draw your attention <coughs> to a, a letter that was sent uh, to you. Um, in my mind, you were the person responsible for Betty's death. Sending her in to audit the Panthers' books at this particular time was tantamount to dressing her in a Ku Klux Klan white yeah, sheet and sending Julian, her up to... Julian, this isn't, this isn't... I mean, that's just a slanderous letter by a bitter guy. 
you know, who actually was involved with the Panthers before I was and never said anything. Um, the left will defend the cause and will sacrifice any individual. In this case, it was me. Um, if David, do you think this this tragedy? I mean, you, you were involved in a in a murder. Yeah. I mean, a mur murder was around you. This is something of great personal importance to you, and it must have affected your your outlook on the world. But uh, do you think that you that this opened your eyes to the reality, or rather, it coloured your perception? Well, I, I was very aware of that. So Betty was killed in. Uh, or her body was discovered in February 1975. Um, I, re I didn't do anything politically after that for the next uh, uh, nine years. I voted for Reagan in 1984, and that's when I emerged as a conservative. Of course, I came under tremendous attack from the left, but I hadn't said anything uh, uh, I was going to say I haven't said anything neg I hadn't done any political activity attacking the left in all those nine years because I was very aware that, that I, I was the welfare state where so many people live in such safety uh, 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 freedom and so on don't make too much fun of Europe it was a great thing as far as it lasted oh, and it was a disastrous period Europe, Europe is a cultural theme park it's insignificant. That's what happened. That's what your welfare state did. It just took Europe out of the picture. I, I have had personal, I have had personal experience with, with the socialist dream paradise of Sweden, and I can tell you it is nothing like the advertising. But it Martin, wasn't 20, 30 years ago. I still insist on this. Something has broken there. Yeah, the, Swe the Swedes have no morals. David, the striving towards utopia, the striving towards a better position, even if, even if that position is liberty, it is more liberty, that is a striving, a direction that people wish to have, that they can measure contemporary events by the direction of their hopes and ideals. H have we now abandoned that to religion? Because religion is there waiting in the gap to, to, see, to seize utopian vision. People can't live with the sense, most people can't live with the sense that their lives are meaningless, that they're just, you know, born and die and are forgotten. Uh, so if you're a religious person, then there's a divinity who's going to make, sort it out in the afterlife, their redemption in the next life. If you're not religious, you want a redemption in this life. That's what the left is about. It is a religious movement. And it's not an accident that all these isms, these utopianisms, whether it's of communism or fascism or Nazism. Or liberalism. Or, or what? Or liberalism. <laughs> it's also utopia. People have to want to make things better. It may take a lot of ambition to make a, a, a modest change. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think of, of, of one that would, would fit what you want to do. What you want to do, what you, you do is a, is a radical means that can have very destructive consequences. But there are moments when you have to be, look, when you have Hitler and Holocaust, but when you have, for example, Hitler and Holocaust, you don't say, oh, let's try to be friendly with that Nazi guy there, do it modestly. You have to, there are moments when you have to be aggressive. 
I you hope we agree. Right. I hope we we agree on this. And, and about all that utopia stuff, for me, my position is a modest one. I see, as we all do, that we are approaching potential catastrophes. And all I'm saying is we should fully, consciously confront these catastrophes. No easy utopian bullshitting, communist okay, me, or liberal me, or whatsoever. Tie, let me try to tie up these discussions. Ah, he wants to be General Secretary state. Stalin, who at the end makes the re resume. He still is war, a communist. He's the communist here. That's what I was going to say. War is the natural. War is the natural condition of mankind. There's always been wars, right, from from the beginning. Okay, and many of them. Peace occurs only when there's a concert of powers or a single power that can intimidate would-be aggressors. Now I ask you. Who would you like that power to be, other than the United States? I don't know, but the United States is no longer even the candidate for me. And the United States, well, that's why that's why we're facing such catastrophe. But you're contributing it by encouraging leftists. Isn't the way to keep the state accountable is to have a free market in states? You mean different political options? And different so political different, options. Yeah, yeah. And then people who don't like the conditions in one state can move to another state. They can move their businesses. They can move their assets. They, they can, can move their that. families. The United States is not equipped, to, as, as we showed in Iraq. We can't, we can't even occupy a country. We can, we can barely conduct a four-day war. That, that was a six-week one. And we're, 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 America is... It's a country where people are so, uh, there's so much opportunity. People are so busy having fun. Uh, they don't want to go to war. Americans don't want to go to war. America, so, uh, America has to be lied into war. No, actually, it was Tony Blair that did that. The United States is crippled uh, in part because uh, its commander-in-chief is a leftist. Here I respectfully disagree, I'm serious. If the United States still have a certain attraction and so on to the world, I'm sorry to inform you, it is the American party. They all supported the war, not all of them, but the leadership supported the war. They voted in their majority in the Senate for the war, and then they turned against it and they lied, saying that Bush lied. Bush couldn't have lied about the intelligence because Kerry and uh, Rockefeller and Feinstein, all the Democrats sat on the intelligence committees. They had better intelligence than Julian. In, in, in the work that we do, the work that WikiLeaks does, we are uh, pushing forwards the boundaries of a certain type of liberty that is, we say, protected by the First Amendment. That is the liberty to, to reveal the truth about the world, to protect the historical record from interference and so on. I saw this incredible poster uh, that the U.S. Army produced, which is a poster of Jefferson, uh, say, with a big statue of Jefferson saying, the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. That is the price of liberty. And it had uh, giant interception systems, people with guns and uh, the Coast Guard and uh, people looking out over the sea with, with spy glasses. They had interpreted Jefferson's statement which was that to stop a strong state, we must be eternally vigilant into. We must have a strong state, an aggressive state, a surveillance state in order we, to I, keep I, liberty. I, I, I think it's regrettable that the state is so big, 
that uh, that our our defense has to be so big. It's absolutely regrettable, but it's a reality. And, and you know, I'd like to go back to your thing about liberty and equality. Uh, of course, if people are unequal, if people have unequal talents, unequal uh, intelligence, then the only way to make them equal is to take away liberty. That's the only way you can do it. There's no other way. So, of course, there's an inherent conflict between a li uh, liberty listen, and equality. Listen, I'm not an idealist here in contrast what you think. I am not for total freedom, everything should be made public. But I think these WikiLeaks are not doing this. All I'm saying is when the way the great power structure, a certain level of hypocrisy is reached, then selectively, when simply, how to put it, uh, of course, we are always called to trust the state power in the sense of, sorry, we have to do certain things discreetly, better that you don't know about it. And I agree, we have to play this game. I'm not a stupid, but when, obviously, this trust is misused, things like WikiLeaks can play a very positive role. Sorry, I don't see any danger no, of collapse. If the revolution, if, the rev if, we, if we had a new revolutionary government, yeah. if a new revolutionary government, yeah. and WikiLeaks managed to get hold of the yeah, internal yeah. discussions yeah. of that government, yeah. and we were going to publish it. I will answer your would, question. Would, would, no, would, I, no, would I be, would you I be against agree the wall? with me? I cannot resist a joke here. You know what? It's too difficult for me to answer this question now. When I will be part of this revolutionary government, I will send you my answer to your gulag cell in Siberia. <laughs> Quite possibly. The idea is it's got to be ordered liberty. It can't be... But every liberty is ordered in some sense. David, on the, the front, front of Guantanamo Bay, the slogan yeah. there is honor bound to defend freedom. In, yeah. in Iraq, there is a, a prison camp, camp liberty. These, to me, seem to be abuses of the word freedom. And I, I want to know from you, do you really think this tremendous state that is growing up in the United States, is that entirely necessary to combat the uh, rivalrous competition that the United States has from China, from Europe, or, or is this now a self-feeding system? It's, you know, there's, there's, people are the problem. People are the problem. They're greedy. They lie. They're deceitful. They manipulate. Uh, they, you know, they're egocentric. We, we understand that. And, and people in government are just the same dangerous people with more power. So that's why we have the checks and balances. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, more scrutiny and this and that. However... We live in a context. The United States and Israel are under attack from the international left, which is very powerful, from all these dictators in South America that Slavoj seems to get along with, uh, from the Islamo-fascists. Uh, and we live in an age when they have nuclear weapons and chemical and biological. I think there's going to be an, a catastrophe that will dwarf everything that happened in the 20th century in the 21st because of this. Don't you, don't you see the, the creation of an enormous secretive bureaucracy 
doing each other favors, in, involved in rotating door contracts, etc. Yeah. Don't, don't you see that that perhaps can be similar to what occurred in the Soviet Union? And we need can, a strong if, Soviet if Union. If we, if we eliminate the competition, but the fact that it, look, you got a leftist in the White House, a guy who was brought up and trained by communists, whose whole political career was in the communist left. You have the competition, uh, you know, you, you, you can't have what you think of this monolith and, and, you know, the secret that controls everything. You have, if you prefer, think of it as many mafias, and they're all at each other's throats, and that's what keeps us somewhat safe. Very, very briefly, you know, first let me state something without any anti-Americanism. The problem is countries like like, like Russia, where they, they, they can shut down the opposition. Yeah. I know Russia, you, you mean Putin. I know whom you mean. Russia, Putin, isn't this the guy whom, when he met Bush, Bush said, you remember? I looked into Putin's eyes and I knew I can trust that guy. But this is just a, a footnote. What I'm saying that was, is that, that look, that was one look. one of the stupid things that Bush said. So yeah, I, thought it, I thought it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me go on. So, listen, I'm unfortunately... You're first, showing I us must say, Russian you TV? use communists. You know that uh, communists uh, like to, to blur the true opposition to them, democracy. You must know this. Communists like to call everyone who opposes them fascist. If you did a modest democratic or oh, fascist counter-revolution. What I'm afraid is that you use the word communist in a slightly similar way. Whoever is a little bit of critical or American conservative establishment, he's a communist. Then, of course, you, Obama no, 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 is a communist. They are all you're not referring. You're not referring to Barack Obama. Yes. In what meaningful well, sense you, of you, the world he is a communist? No then you have no idea of, of Barack Obama's background, who he actually is, if you say that. Because this is not just about mild Well, criticism. I don't care about backgrounds. Stalin's background was a, a, a religious poet who wrote poems. I have some of them, as we both know. Let me go briefly on. Uh, but oh. don't you think that nonetheless, I think, and this is and you, you a tragedy, it's not even a good, sorry, it's not even huh? a good thing, but don't you think that nonetheless, for me, the great failure of Bush presidency was that with his non, I wouldn't use the word aggressive, sometimes you need it, non-intelligent politics, that he, he, the result of his decade was that the United States effectively come, came close to losing the position of universal world power. Under Bush, you, United States, lost effectively control over Latin America and so on and so on. And I think, and this is not, I don't say it with some leftist glee, ooh, ooh, finally we got the United States, but I think we are entering, I even tend to agree with you, a very dangerous, multi-centered world. All these dreams that America will somehow regain control are, for me, over. And again, I'm not saying this with any, you know what I mean, of this Very left. dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. it is a dangerous world, there, I agree. The, the Point two, you know, Europe is not is so bad. Listen, let's face it. And for this, many leftists will accuse me of Eurocentrism or whatever. European welfare state dream, more than, if you permit me this European love, more than, I think, even United States dream. Wasn't this maybe 
the unique period in human history after World War II. They can change the world tomorrow. Today, I am joined by an intellectual superstar, the Slovenian philosopher Slavoj Žižek, a former anti-communist dissident, now turned self-described communist. Together, we call David Horowitz, a former left-wing radical and Black Panther ally, now a fiery right-wing Zionist. I want to know what they think about the future of Europe and the United States. The conversation becomes heated. Zizek has to be physically restrained. We shout, rant and talk calmly about Nazis and Palestinians, Black Panthers and Israelis, about Obama, Romney and Stalin. David, you describe yourself as a conservative and Slavoj, you describe yourself as a communist. But nonetheless, both of you uh, have had a picture of Stalin. <laughs> Stalin's gone. <laughs> don't, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. I'm, I'm, in I'm in the middle of the show. It's going to be a, about an hour. Yeah, right. I, I, can't, I can't talk to you. I got this is an international show. Okay. All right. Go ahead. David, can you tell me what do you mean by conservative and why do you have a picture of Stalin? Well, the, the, the picture of Stalin that was on my office wall was uh, his death. And I'm a conservative because the uh, leftists, uh, utopians, have no idea of what human nature is. Uh, and therefore, when they get the power, they're faced with a big problem, which is that people don't go along with their program. And so they kill them or, and put them in gulags. And uh, the, 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 the problem with the utopian idea is the idea. Sorry. OK. Uh, first, why Stalin? Precisely to remind me, and here maybe we at some marginal level even agree, precisely to remind me of the risks, dangers of radical political I, experiments I, I, you know, so I don't know what to make of what Slavoj is saying when he says that Stalin is there to remind him of the dangers of totalitarian, uh, uh, of the totalitarian uh, strain in the left or of the dangers of uh, that uh, utopian ideas can lead to, because he supports all the totalitarian movements in the world that I can see. Um, you're a supporter of... Uh, uh, the closest thing we have to Nazism, which was a, a utopian idea, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you, you know, you support the Palestinians. I don't see uh, anything to distinguish the Palestinians who want to kill the Jews uh, from the Nazis. Listen, did you ever visit the West Bank? It's totally safe for Jews. No, what I'm saying is that I went there been. with my Jewish friends. It's I've safe. And I can tell you what I... I, uh, it's, I'm not saying, I must emphasize this, I find uh, tasteless, these ideas, oh, what Nazis were doing to the Jews, the Jews are now doing to Palestinians. I agree, this is tasteless. But sorry, Palestinians are there screwed up. Pretty yeah, strongly. they're screwed by Hamas. No, they're no, screwed no, by the PLO. no. Here they're I disagree. By Saudi Arabia. Here I disagree with the Egypt, way with the way Israelis, but, humiliated but the Arafat, and so on 
Israeli policy opened up the space for Hamas influence there. Yeah. Second thing. Oh, oh, we're going to blame the Jews for Hamas. Great. Oh, my God. You see, this is what I don't <laughs> like about all right, all right. you. My let, God. Let, let, whatever let, let, I let, say, let, I blame the Jews. You know why I... Is. No, no. No, no. I want... Uh, no, seriously, just one thing. Look at the situation of women now in Iraq. Horrible. This sound is worse right. than under... Who's responsible for this? United the States with their, with their F3 points intervention. The international left and the Democratic Party in the United States that went to war for Saddam and against George Bush when he went into Iraq. We should have settled their hash. We should not have, uh, you know, we should have occupied them for I mean, several years. David, I mean, this is they an incredible, incredible statement, though. Should have stuck it to Syria, and then we should have stuck it to Iran. But Bush came under a, such attack uh, from from the Democrat. There's never been such a, a seditious movement by 